To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at Beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this third Sunday in Advent is the uh, epistle reading, the Old Testament reading, so parts of it, and the designated Psalm 126. These words, always be joyful. The Lord has done spectacular things for us. We are overjoyed. I will find joy in the Lord. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who truly is the King of joy, my beloved. It's the season of Advent. Christmas is coming. Seven days left. These are supposed to be happy times. When I say seven days left, does that bring a real smile and chuckle? And say, oh, that's really wonderful. I know if you go out to the malls this next week, as time gets short, down to three days, two days, one day, you walk the malls, there's not a whole lot of people smiling. This is supposed to be a happy time. You know as well as I do that Christmas, though, can bring anxiety, depression, sometimes even envy. And if you happen to be of Germanic descendant, uh, then sometimes you'll also feel guilty if you're not happy. And then all of a sudden, smack dab in the middle of the Advent season, Gaudete! That's what it used to be called in Latin. Gaudete Sunday, which means an imperative, rejoice! Isaiah says, I will find joy in the Lord. The psalmist says, we are overjoyed. St. Paul says, always be joyful. And so once again, it gives me an opportunity to sort out for us the difference between happiness and joy. Because if you don't get an understanding of the differences, that confusion sort of limits the blessings of the season. Happiness and joy are different. The opposite of happiness is sadness. The opposite of joy is desperation. Happiness is an emotion of the heart. Joy is spiritual dimension of the soul. Earthly happiness is always temporary. Joy, given by God's grace, is eternal. Happiness is usually based on the events that uh, surround us, and uh, that happiness so many times can very quickly evaporate. A couple Christmases ago, one of my grandsons got a new electronic device. I don't know exactly what it was, and he was so happy. And then he plugged it in to recharge it overnight, and he was going to bed, and he tripped over the cord and broke the thing. He was sad. Years ago, I remember the story, I mean, true story. Uh, one of uh, my former teachers in a con former congregation had a daughter who finally got enough money to buy her first car. It was brand new and it was red 
and she parked it in the parking lot mall and some vandal came along and keyed the car from the front to the back with a big long scratch. Her happiness turned into sadness. Happiness doesn't last this side of eternity. I mean, how, after all, how can you find lasting happiness in a place that doesn't last? So lasting happiness is elusive. How long is your Christmas happiness going to last? Until the credit card bills start coming in? Until the electronics go obsolete? Until the toys break? There are some of us, not all of us, but some who during the Christmas season, the depression gets so bad, you say, you know, I just want to give up. And then we have to remember the Lord's not ready to give up on me. He never will. His mercies are new every morning. The Lord says, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And then there is joy. But be careful when you talk about joy because you can't get it all by yourself. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Even for Jesus. One time when he was sending out his uh, 70 disciples to do evangelism work, uh, and when they returned from their mission trip, which was successful, it says, in that hour, the Holy Spirit filled Jesus with joy. Joy comes with the knowledge of sins forgiven. Sins covered from the eyes of God by the cloud of righteousness and salvation. Joy comes when you have all the answers for the truly, really important questions of life. Where did I come from? God chose you to be his from the foundations of the earth. It comes from having the question answered, who am I? Why, you are a child of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And where are you going? Why, to a new heaven and a new earth someday. Joy is knowing that God is in control and that everything is going to be okay even when it seems like it's not. Because God will never forsake you. Joy is knowing that you have eternal life and you have it right now. Joy is knowing that there was absolutely no reason for God to love you, but he does so willingly that he was willing to die for you. Joy is knowing that you, as a Christian, can't die. Oh, temporarily, you know, you can go to sleep and in the grave, but you're going to wake up from all of that, and that's only temporary. St. Paul says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Joy is the confidence that you are invincible to all the attacks of the devil as long as you stay close to God's word. There are four kinds of happiness-joy combinations. If you are happy but not joyful, that's sort of typified by the Hollywood crowd. They have all the cars and all the houses and all the money they want, but they don't have Jesus. If you are joyful but not happy, that's a Christian at a funeral. 
I can remember, I think I was about 12 or 13 when one of my grandpas died. The next Christmas, which came uh, pretty close, my dad dressed up like Santa because he wanted to cheer everybody. But my grandma cried the whole evening. But there was joy there because we knew where grandpa was. If you have happiness and joy, that's a Christian having a good day. And there is going to be unending happiness and joy once you get to heaven and see the Savior face to face in that grand family reunion. But I confess, along with perhaps many of you, that I have had a hard time with Christmas in the past. But most recently, I think I have the key to some of my misunderstandings. I don't know if you, um, if you uh, ever have ever thought about it, but by the grace of God, you are a five-dimensional creature. God said it when he said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. God has crea created you with a heart, your emotional dimension, with your soul, your spiritual dimension, your strength, your physical dimension, your mind, your mental dimension, dimension, and love your neighbor, your relational dimension. Now, I think the problem with Christmas is we want to be happy. And maybe we're spending too much time just concentrating on two of our dimensions, the physical, which then affects the emotional. I mean, isn't it true around Christmas time? There's so much concentration on our five human senses, the physical, taste, smell, hearing, sight, and touch. Taste. If the Christmas cookies turn out good, then we're happy. If they're burnt, we're not so happy. Smell. If the kitchen is filled with all those Christmas aromas, we're happy. If it smells like Grandma burnt something, not so happy. Hearing. If we're listening to some of our favorite Christmas songs and the children are laughing and smiling, we are happy. But if they are crabby and screaming and we can't hear the music, not so happy. Sight. If the Christmas tree is decorated just the way we want it and it turned out happy, if half the lights are burnt out, not so happy. Touch. If I get all the presents I want, happy. If not, not so happy. Maybe there's just too much concentration on the physical, which then affects our emotional. But how about the mental and the spiritual and the relational? The mental. I know that all the promises of God come true. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Hundreds of years before the fact. Spiritual. A baby born to bring forgiveness to those who don't deserve it. And the relational. Even if I don't have any family around, I know that my Lord God is my father and my brother and my comforter. 
too much concentration around Christmas, around physical and emotional, because we want to be happy. The very first Christmas, if you want to call it that, Mary and Joseph. Was it a happy Christmas? Physical. Husband and wife totally exhausted from a 100-mile trip on foot, and she was nine months pregnant. Mental. Stressed out, not knowing where you're going to stay that night. Emotional. Totally upset. Because you don't know anyone around town. You're a stranger. Relational. Sorry, no room here. Sorry, no room there. Sorry, no room. Not much happiness there on the first Christmas. But spiritual, there was joy. Because you know what Mary knew? You will become pregnant, give birth to a son, and name him Jesus. He will be a great man and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. Your son will be king of Jacob's people forever, and his kingdom will never end. And for Mary and Joseph, not much happiness there, but certainly joy because they knew that God was in control. So are you going to be happy this Christmas? Maybe parts of it. But happiness can evaporate, and happiness can be taken away from you. But no one can take away your joy because the manger led to the cross and the cross led to the empty tomb. But be warned, trying to get joy is humanly impossible. So just sit back with God's word and let the Holy Spirit treat you to joy by knowing Jesus, your brother and your savior and your redeemer and your best friend every day. So today, along with Isaiah, the psalmist, St. Paul, we say, the Lord has done spectacular things for us. We are overjoyed. I will find joy in the Lord. Always be joyful. Gaudete! Seven days left. It's December 17th. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate, 
he suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.